0: People are saying like, oh, I hey, I put an offer in this week and it went bad. Like like whoa, like like that's stuff to see that in real life. I'm like, dude, like this is I think it's so cool. And it's something I'll probably never um something I'll never I'll never get uh, over.
1: What's going on guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? You are going to absolutely love this week's guest on the show. Kingsley has made a game-changing impact on his life and the lives of others from real estate investing and is someone extremely inspiring to listen to and chat with. He went all in on real estate from the W2 world in a really short time, and we talked about some valuable tips in this episode, including making sure you enjoy the process, the power of in person meetups, a little about my three family story, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode.
0: Now, you know, I guess even a question I have now is like, now um, really about your first, you know, I guess that first, uh, the three family that you've uh, acquired. Um, like, that. like, congrats again. You Thank know, you I, so much. I, I, I gave you a standing ovation earlier through Zoom, um, <laughs> right? But like, oh, man, like, like you know, you know, I just want everyone else to see and everyone watching that. Like you know, as much as I'm able to influence others and 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 inspire people in different ways, dude, I'm constantly inspired by people. People I see on the internet, but even people in real life. Like, dude, like people who I I know and um and you know, I feel great to have the honor to, to know you, man. And like
1: you too, like, man. Like seriously, <laughs> like, like real like, stuff, like dude, yeah. And,
0: and and real like because like you know, like being part of like our group and like even can do like going to the book clubs and stuff like that. Like, like for a long time, especially during all the quarantine stuff. And, and before this, like I was just watching all this stuff on the internet and, and reading books, but then to go into like an area where like there's people like starting out people like who've done it already, people who've got processes and like, and see everyone be like, Oh, like normal people and like cool people, interesting, funny people. I was like, Oh, like, dude, this is real. And like being able to have conversations about real estate, like, like, Dude, I don't think I really had my first kind of conversations until like this last year when I started h- hanging around like the professionals, like for real. But before that, for like the two years before that, I used to just watch and consume so much and just kind of just have it in my own head. But now, like to see people with actual plans and with actual goals, like for real, and not just the kind of like coffee shop conversation where people like, you know, you tell someone, Oh, I'm in real estate. And then they say, Oh, I've always thought about real estate or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> people say like, Oh, I, hey, I put an offer in this week and it went bad. Like, like, Whoa, like, like that stuff to see that in real life. I'm like, dude, like, this is, I think it's so cool. And it's something i probably never, um something I'll never I'll never get a, a over. So man, with your story, like, like, tell me, you know, I mean, you know, I'm sure you told me about before how you found the deal and everything, but like kind of Tell me, you know, how the story behind that deal and how you found it, and and how's and you know, and, and how you feel about it overall.
1: Sure, man. Yeah, you know, I I I totally agree with you. You know, like starting to to network and stuff like that. I'll I'll jump into it in a sec, but yeah. I, I just want to say something real quick. Like starting to you know have those conversations, like you said, like with like real life people that are, you know, like have done what you want to do are doing like much bigger things than you are, like, you know, are just beginning, like, the power is is unreal, man. And like, the thing that I talk about it often, because it's something that, you know, I, I've kind of experienced, you know, from time to time so far, is even like one sentence from one conversation, like can totally change everything, man. Like, it's, it's like unreal. Like, I, I tell the story uh, decently often, actually, but I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Mm -hmm. So basically, um, you know, a a while back, I was talking to um, Nate Swift, shout out to Nate. Um, And uh, he was another, you know, investor that was in uh, over in Springfield um, a couple of years ago. And I was talking with him on Instagram one day, you know, and like, we were just shooting the breeze. So, you know, I was out to dinner with a couple of buddies. And uh, like, we're just going back and forth. And like, I had just started at, you know, the place that I'm at for my day job or no, I think it was coming up on a year, I believe. And then I was telling him, I'm like, Oh, man, like, I gotta wait a whole nother year until I get pre approved. Like, you know, this is crazy. Like, I'd love to, you know, like start to, to do things now. And he's like, bro, you're ready. I'm like, made I'm like, I'm not following. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, you're ready. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't get it. And what I uh, was telling him was, That I actually, um, like, right after high school, I, you know, was working, you know, in HVAC for a little bit and kind of needed a change and, you know, started to get into entrepreneurship and stuff. And uh, I ended up going to, like, community college for a year, which was, Mm -hmm. you know, technically full-time. You know, he told me, he's like, dude, like, you'll have to check with your lender on this, but I'm pretty sure that you can use that full-time year that you were in community college, even though you hated Mm -hmm. it, you you don't have a degree. Yeah. Plus that year that you just got at your day job and like you should be able to get pre-approved. I'm like, dude, stop it. And like literally like, you know, shortly after that, I ended up getting pre-approved and then like learned a little bit more. And like, yeah, like that's all it took was like a like a short conversation on Instagram, man. You know, it's real. It's and real. like it, that shaved off like a whole year of time. Like, you, you know, like it's it's something as small and like, but as big as that you know, and it's, it's so powerful, like, the more conversations you have with real life people, like, the more stuff like that happens. And like, regardless of like, you know, what side it's on, like, you might be able to tell somebody something like that, that, you know, like, you don't think anything twice about. And like, Mm -hmm. you might like, totally blow their socks off and like, you know, put them in a completely different place than they were in before. And like, it's just it's so powerful, man, like the information that's out there. And like, yeah you know i mean the the more like people that you hang around with like in the space that you want to try to get into right. like the the amount of value and stuff that's that you pick up is is unreal you know it's it's a whole nother whole nother animal
0: couldn't agree more man couldn't agree more so you gotta start, try to surround yourself with as much of it as possible and make sure you you know the best best way to do it is to make sure you're having fun while doing it whether it's the dinners whether it's the meetups you know however it is like it just happens kind of effortlessly, you know. But tell me about the three fam,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> sure, man. Yeah. 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 So I um guys, uh like Kingsley said, I I did um just close on a three family in Leminster, uh, my first one. And um it's been very interesting so far. I'll I'll kind of tell the story a little bit and I'll keep it kind of short but but real yeah. at the same time because it's been interesting so far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um mm-hmm. so you know, I was looking for the majority of it was pretty much just uh, like 2020. Oh, no, it was 2021. Now I'm doing the same thing. I'm forgetting like what, you know, or new year yeah. and stuff like that. So I, for the majority of, you know, 2021, you know, I was looking to get my first house and like I, you know, or, you know, first multifamily to, to house hack. And I changed my criteria around a couple of times because that first initial pre-approval that I got, you know, for like the story I just told a minute ago was a bit low. And I was like, you know, to get like a, I, like, I could get a duplex, like in a market that's pretty close to where, you know, I was living before and like, yeah, I could do that. um, Or, you know, like I, I ended up saving up a bit more money and stuff like that. And, you know, tried to get another preapproval and, you know, I got another 50 grand. I'm like, great. But like, it it still is a really, really low amount, you know, for kind of what I'm looking for. But I mean, that's that's normal. You know what I mean? I don't have a whole lot of like cash to my name yet. Like, you, you know, and it is what it is. But so basically, um, there was one house in uh in Lowell, Massachusetts. It was a two family that I ended up putting under contract. And it was a kind of a crazy story. So like I was on Facebook one time and, you know, just like connecting with it. Actually, it's kind of funny how this like links back with, you know, like networking with people and stuff. Yeah. I was, you know, like just getting to know, you know, some of like the investors and stuff in in mass, like, you know, really close. And there was this wholesaler actually that I connected with, you know, on Facebook and, you know, I was just shooting the breeze with them. I'm like, oh, like, hey man, like, you know, would you maybe want to hop on a call and, you know, like just shoot the breeze, you know, I'm just kind of getting into things and, you know, like I'd love to connect or whatever. Like I'm, you know, in Tuxbury. I'm in the next town over, you know, whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, let's do it. So like we talked for a bit and stuff like that. You know, I kind of told him, you know, like what I was starting to look for and, you know, like being like much newer into this and, you know, just the normal conversation, we get off the phone and uh, he ends up texting me like a couple minutes after that. He's like, hey, man, he's like, I, you know, heard what you were talking about. And I'm like, I just thought this was really funny. Like this, like pretty much just came right across my desk and he was trying to wholesale it because, you know, this guy was a wholesaler. But the seller wouldn't come down on his price. So like it, it it wasn't really making sense for him, like to do, you know, what he wanted to do. So he's like, oh, like, you know, this one doesn't work for us. And like the seller is like, you know, stubborn as all hell and like he doesn't want to move on the price. And he's like, oh, it's gonna be 350 for a duplex in, in a uh particular place in Lowell that that I was, you know, a, a big uh fan of. And you know, ended up talking to the seller and it was uh, actually kind of a nightmare because like it was all off market and everything. So like, yeah. you know, I'm still like starting to like get to know like the process of like, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I am lo- lucky. I just got pre-approved. I'm like, you know, like I'm so new to things that like, I have like no idea what's going on and like just trying to figure this stuff out. How you learn you know? though. <laughs> How you learn. Definitely, man. you just got to jump right in sometimes, you know, and, and, uh, Shout out to, to Mr. John Bombachi for like totally, you know, like getting me through this one. And even though, you know, it worked out the way it did, I, you know, the amount of knowledge I learned from it was, was insane. You know, I, I couldn't be more appreciative, but you know, we, we ended up going through the, um, like the inspection and stuff like that. Inspection was great. The, uh, the house was rented out by the bedroom. And this was something that was pretty interesting that I, that I learned was, uh, like I was going into it, you know, like the regular, like FHA three and a half percent down. And, um, the loan officer and my attorney were, were kind of, you know, something came up because it was rented out by the bedroom. Like it wasn't just like a traditional, like, you know, there's two doors and, and cut, you know, top and bottom, um, because, you know, it was rented by the bedroom. And like that kind of brings into like, like a whole different set of circumstances, like depending on, you know, how many people are in there and like the way the property is set up. And, um you know, because there is a certain point where, like, if you're renting out, like your property and stuff by the bedroom, there is a certain line where it's considered a roaming house to like the state of Massachusetts. And like, that's, that's something that I knew absolutely nothing about. And, uh, you know, I ended up finding out that, like, you know, this was kind of like right on the line of of being a roaming house, and like the financing for it, like, would be an absolute nightmare. And like, it, it was, it was a big like growth kind of thing. And mm-hmm. basically, what they ended up wanting was, you know, for me to put down another, um, or no, I'm sorry, I, <laughs> I totally forgot. So I was going in with five percent down, um, mm-hmm. conventional, with a uh, mm-hmm. like a, a first time home buyer loan in Mass. Mm-hmm. And the um they wanted me to put down another two percent, like because mm-hmm. of like this certain issue and and you know, with like the rooms and stuff like that. And it was just really, really tough on my budget, you know, because mm-hmm. this this was kind of eating up a decent amount of uh what I was doing. So I ended up walking away from the deal. And you know, it might have been a good decision, it might have been a bad decision, I don't know. But I walked mm-hmm. away with a, a bunch of knowledge and especially a lot from the inspection alone. Um you know, and some time went by, like just looking at houses now and then and you know, doing walk walkthroughs and writing in, uh offers, not getting anything. And then towards the middle of the year last year, I uh there was a three family in Lowell, like traditional triple decker, like right on top of each other. It was on a corner lot. There was like an eight car driveway. Mm. Man, I absolutely fell in love with this multi man. Like mm. like I don't know, like some about the corner lots, man. Like I, I just, I really like that stuff, man. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those things. I, I, I really, really dug it. And like, or actually no, like right before that, you know, because my pre approval was still low, I ended up learning from somebody that, you know, if you tell like your lender, you know, that you're looking for like a three or a four unit property, then you could potentially get a significantly higher pre approval because they're starting to include you know, a percentage of like the rent or like the forecasted Mm -hmm. rent. I'm not 100% positive, you know, how it works, but like a percentage of the rent that's coming in gets added in with your income, if I'm not mistaken. So like you're actually allowed to have a bit more leverage because like the income from like the tenants and stuff gets added in with your income. So like you're actually able to use, you know, a a bit higher of a pre-approval. And after learning that, like that was another one of those things that like, You know, it was just like one conversation one time. And somebody was like, oh, like, why don't you just get a pre approval for a three or a four? Like, it could like make a world of a difference. I'm like, bro. And I did it and it ended up doubling the size of my pre approval. So I was like, dude, all right, like, we have a lot more money to work with Mm -hmm. now. And, you know, still trying to, you know, like stay grounded and, and be careful of, you know, like not over leveraging and like taking on way too much debt and like getting in like way the heck over my head. And that brings me to the next property. (laughs) So there was a, you know, that three family in Lowell, I absolutely loved it. Um, The building was completely occupied. So I knew, like, at the very least, like, I would have to, like, try to get somebody out of there. Mm. And, you know, for those guys who might not be in Massachusetts, um, Massachusetts is an extremely, like, tenant-friendly state. So it's, it can be kind of a nightmare, you know, uh, to kind of say the least sometimes when when it comes to to getting people out. So I knew at the very least there was that. And then like, we're going through the property and um, you know, like in the inspection and stuff and literally like in the basement, like there was some really, really crazy structural damage. And uh, like, I'm talking like the whole building is like technically sagging to one side and like the joists in the basement were like hanging off where they were supposed to sit by like two inches in one spot. And like, you know, there was like water, like leaking all over the place. And like, it's like, there was just way too much of a project for, you know, a first time. Well, I'm not saying, you know, for anybody, but for me, it was way too much that I could chew. And it was at a substantially higher price point than I should have been acting, Um, you know, especially with not being like anywhere close to turnkey and like needing a bunch of work and everything. So I ended up you know, getting the inspection results from that one, and, and ended up walking away from that. But what I took away from that experience was that I really, really liked you know, the three and the four family type of, um, type of asset. And mm-hmm. now you know, I can go into this knowing that you know, we have a much higher pre-approval that we can play with you know, if I'm able to get a three or a four. But mm-hmm. at the price that I put it under contract for, it was like, it was 612,000 and um in, in lowell but for me that was a price point that was way too high you know then for like for the the capital that i have and stuff that i should have been playing around at um so i was like all right so i really like you know the type of asset like the three or the four family mm. i know 600 was you know a bit too high for my comfort yeah. um you know like how am i going to get another property like how can i get another three or four family but at a lower um price point you're like on average and stuff so it caused me to kind of start looking around and like reevaluate my criteria like I looked in uh like Worcester for a bit like loved Worcester um and then eventually I found Lemonster and like I'd like looked at Marlboro and Lemonster and like I don't know just like this property in Lemonster man there was like four of them that I saw in one day and like I absolutely hated two of them like wasn't even gonna bother with an offer and then there was two of them that like really stuck out and um, like, I just like really hit it off with the listing agent for some reason, for, uh, for the one that I ended up closing, like just right off the bat. And like, it was, it was a really weird situation. And like, so it was like raining like that whole weekend. And uh, I think the property came up on like a Friday night. And um, there was a, a showing, or like there was two group showings. It was one like the next Saturday and one the next Sunday at like, you know, one o'clock. So I I went to, you know, book the showing with the agent and like, you know, booked it for next that Saturday at one o'clock, you know, and I I go by go in the back of the house, and there's nobody else there. I'm like, am I in the right place? Like, is this like the right time? Like, did something change? And I look in like the notes for like the showing app And it's like, it said, um Oh, you know, like the listing agent wants me to meet her in like the back unit. So I was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, But yeah, basically like I did, uh, you know, like I met her and everything. Like she gave me like a walkthrough and stuff like that of, you know, like the vacant unit, like some of the other property. And like, I absolutely loved it. And like, it was, it was a little bit, it's a, a it's a really weird setup. So Mm. it's a three family with a three bedroom, a two bedroom and a three bedroom. Mm. But in my unit, which is a three bedroom, Mm. there's a, basically, like if you go, so the kitchen, the bathroom and the living room are on like the first floor. And Mm. then once you go up to the second floor, that's where the bedrooms are. But you Mm. have to walk through all three of the bedrooms, Mm. like to get to the next room, like they're not like isolated or anything. And then at the end of the hall, there's another door that goes up to an attic that was like half finished, like there was drywall up and everything. Like I've never seen anything like that before. So I was like, dude, like, I wonder if this can be like a you know, I'll have to yeah. like check with the city and see like, maybe we can turn these into bedrooms and like, you know, mm-hmm. fix the other bedrooms and like isolate them. And like, that's kind of been my project and um getting through the transaction itself was, was very challenging because mm-hmm. there was uh the inspection, there was a couple things that, that stuck out that were a bit pricier that, you know, we ended mm-hmm. up figuring things out and then they um, you know, we signed purchase and sale, and then they, uh, the bank, you know, was doing like, uh, you know, like the underwriting or like their calculations or whatever. And apparently I made like a couple grand over like the, the income limit for that area, because mm. you know, I was using the same kind of loan that I was uh, the first time, which yeah. it's called the MHP one. And mm-hmm. it's like a, a first time home buyer loan in Massachusetts. And like, right. it's either like 3% conventional for, I think, like a single family and two family. And then five percent conventional for a three family, and I believe they do four family too, with like no PMI. Like whenever I tell people about it, man, like it sounds fake. Like it's like some two thousand eight type of stuff. And like, oh, like I'm I'm an attorney. All right, man. Like you look like one. Sounds good. You know, like give me like a million bucks. You know, like. <laughs> but I promise it's real. And I was trying to use it, but basically, like one of the things is like you know you have to be a first time home buyer. Like you have to have below a certain amount of assets. And then you, um, you know, had to be under like a certain percentage of like the area's income limit. So, and it's by like city and stuff. So mm. I was fine when I first got pre-approved with this loan, like a while ago, like for this area, but like with work, like my day job and stuff, there was like back pay and stuff that ended up coming in. Cause like, we, you know, certain things were happening with pay and there was a decent amount of money that like I ended up getting just because like they messed something up from like day one and like we were supposed to be getting this much like the whole time and, and whatever but like that kind of messed up everything for me because now that pushed me over the income limit so yeah. now they're like oh well you know there's like two things we can do like you can either um have like a really crazy loan and have to put like 60 grand down and they're like we didn't even bother like you know, mm-hmm. doing that because like he kind of figured like you know you wouldn't want to do that. I'm like, yeah. no, I I can't, <laughs> like not even close. And um, the other one was to change it over to FHA. So I'm like, all right, like I, that that's fine. You know what I mean? And um, like the payment went up a bit because like FHA is like you know a little bit more uh like things in their terms and stuff and and whatever. And um, basically like they ended up changing that over. Oh and. Then <laughs> was the other thing was like right before they changed that or no it was yeah right before they changed that we had the appraisal done the appraisal Mm -hmm. came in eighteen thousand dollars low and like we ended up you know me and and the the listing agent went back and forth and like we got it figured out and like eventually like we settled at um what's it called like the the appraisal value Mm -hmm. and uh then, you know, they found out that thing with the loan and like they had to like switch the loan. Uh-huh. But now the thing is with FHA is now you need an FHA appraiser to do uh-huh. one and like, you know, that's when things come up like the lead paint and like, you uh-huh. know, like painting the the decks and everything uh-huh. and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff and Like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a like safety focused, like kind of loan. And like, they want you to be in like a a really like safe building and like, you know, not a hazard to like, like kids or anything. And like, I get that. But like, I know, at very least in this property, like there was uh, like a couple of the windows that I have have like, you know, like a crack through them. Like, it's like, you know, it's not much, but it's, it's still like broken quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And we're like, Oh, great. Like, you know, once this guy comes out, you know, like he's probably gonna pick up at least on the windows. There was like a walkway that like the rise over run on the stairs is a little messed up. And I'm like, oh, like he's probably gonna, you know, come up on that stuff and like, you know, now we gotta throw a bunch more money into this. And like I'm already running thin at this point. And like mm-hmm. it was the most like stressful, stressful time of my life, man. And I was—we uh, were waiting for the the appraiser to, you know, come out to the property because that's what everybody thought that you know he was supposed to do was actually like rewalk it, and um, he basically like didn't have to apparently. Like all of a sudden, the bank emailed me and they were like, "Oh, like we have the appraisal report in hand. Like he's not coming out tomorrow." I'm like, "Okay, you know, <laughs> like all right, man. Yeah, and actually." Right. And I was like, all right, like, I'm not gonna ask any questions, whatever. And yeah. I actually, I forgot a, a little part in there was when the appraisal came in low, you know, the both of us were trying to like work things out. And we rebuttaled the appraisal, because like, we didn't really like the comps that he had. And like, you know, it was a little, we feel like it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Um, the appraisal came back at the exact same dollar for dollar number, like not a a, a move in either direction. <laughs> Like, everything, like, exact copy of the the first appraisal again. Like, here it is, man. Like, and, and then, you know, we negotiated after that. So, technically, this is the third time that this appraiser, like, has seen my name, like, you know, on this property. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, like, this guy probably hates me right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, if I ever meet this guy in person, like, I want to, like, buy him a beer or something. Yeah. Like, you know, like, thanks. You know what I mean? And, yeah, so, I mean, eventually things ended up working out we got it closed and and got everything done and everything was great. And then, you know, last week I, uh, (laughs) had a couple of things go on and like, you know, everything with, um, like starting to set up systems and like starting to, you know, get like the rent stuff together. And like, everything's Mm -hmm. has been great so far. Um, you know, start to like slowly put up, you know, stuff and, and update things, whatever. And, uh, basically, one thing that happened was I went into my, um my basement, uh, not last Sunday night, but the Sunday night before so like two weeks ago. And I ended up finding out that both of my oil tanks that were very old, and I knew that going in and like, you know, like one of the boilers in the basement was super old. And like the oil fired furnace in my unit was super old. But I was like, all right, you know, because what my plan was going to be was I was calling a you know, national grid, and like the city of Lemonster, because Mm. I'm like, all right, like, if possible, like, I would love to get rid of the oil. And like, I know, you know, like mass save is into some of this kind of stuff. Like, I'm not 100% sure how, but you know, I gave them a ring, because uh, it was like a a one inch diameter, um, black iron pipe that was coming Mm -hmm. through, you know, the basement wall, like from the street. And usually, I mean, like, there's not a lot of black iron pipes that aren't gas lines that come into a property, you know, like most of it's copper or, or whatever. And like it, you know, 90 over a couple times, It went into this, like, you know, metal, it was like a bladder, like, it was probably like a regulator kind of thing. And then a pipe came out of that into what looked like a gas shutoff. And like, obviously, it was, you know, turned to the side, and it was shut off. And then it was capped off on the bottom. And somebody spray painted it yellow. So I was like, Oh, like, you know, I wonder if like, maybe my dreams can come true even faster, like, you know, mm. like, maybe we can use this existing gas line and like, you know, whatever. So I was calling like the city of Lemonster seeing like, Hey, like, you know, do you guys like handle something like this? Like if it's, mm. if it doesn't work anymore, like, do you usually like spray paint it or, or whatever, because it's yeah. not in use. And they had me call National Grid because that was, you know, like the gas provider. And they uh, they were basically telling me like, you know, we're, we're probably not going to be able to use that, but I'll tell you what we can do is the way that, you know, I was told that like national grid is when it comes to running gas lines, us you know, at least like what the woman told me for like this, like Lemonster in particular, um, was that for the first hundred feet of gas line that's in the street, like, you know, run mm-hmm. into your property, like mm-hmm. national grid will cover that. Like it's completely free. Like you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. But like, if you have like a long driveway or something for each additional foot, it was like $30. I was like, all right, perfect. Because my house is pretty close to the street. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was, uh, she told me, she's like, there's gas in the street, you know, just not at the house. And I'm like, all right. And she's like, I, I think you would be okay. Like, you'd have to look, you know, and, and see the distance. So you know, I, I was asking her, I'm like, Oh, like, how does it go for meters? Because like the meters, you know, I was told had to be on the outside of the house as well. So I'm like, do I have to pay for meters? Like, I don't know, man, <laughs> you know, and um, she was telling me like, No, the meters are included. So what my original plan was, you know, was a couple months from now, because it's currently January 11th. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. cold as anything. And yeah, I, uh, I was gonna wait a couple months, you know, until things warmed up a little bit. You know, have National Grid come out, like fill out the application. Hopefully, have them lay like a free gas line to my house because when I measured from like the middle of the street to my basement, it was like fifty feet at best. I'm like, dude, all right. So we should have this, you know, by a pretty reasonable distance, and then have the three meters outside, you know, and then like they'll tap them off into the basement, and then use Mass Save to mm. replace, you know, the the super old um, oil boiler. And then Mm -hmm. the super old oil furnace in my unit and like get rid of the tax and like get rid of all that nonsense. Like it's old as hell. Like it's hopefully it doesn't go well (laughs) about that. So (laughs) guys, and one thing that that I'm going to say, like before I kind of get into this a little bit is it's very, very important that you have a, a pretty good amount of reserves before like you do anything big, like even like just in life, like you, you never know, like when, you know, like your car could, die or something or like you know like all of a sudden you have like medical bills or something that are crazy expensive like you never know when like life is going to hit you in the jaw um and i found that out 2 weeks ago because i was walking into my basement you know just to check things out and make sure it was fine and i noticed that both of my oil tanks were leaking from the bottom now like you know like there's nothing you can do about that like they're just cast iron they rock from the inside out like they're probably like 40 years old or something like at least like they're old as hell and and i knew that going in but you know i started seeing drops like under the tank and like you could see that it was it was wet in the basement and i'm like all right like oh boy like i don't, I don't even know well, know like who to call or anything like the oil company like a plumber like i, I don't know man yeah. and um you know, so I looked at mine, and mine was dripping in like three places. And it was it was a decent amount. It wasn't like a bunch. But then I go over to my tenants. And my tenants tank was dripping pretty good. And I'm like, Oh, my God, like, I I, I gotta get something. So I picked up a couple of, you know, like Tupperware containers just to throw under there mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And like, I wasn't even sure who to call, you know, up, about this. And, uh, you know, so basically, I ended up calling at first my oil company that just does deliveries, and um you know they just did deliveries, and then I tried calling like a couple more people, and like people just didn't get back to me or whatever because it was like six o'clock on a Sunday mm-hmm. and I'm like so like right off the bat, you know like the only people that are gonna be answering is like people that are on you know like emergency on call like mm-hmm. um you know for stuff like that and um you know, I was trying to call like other people and they were trying to you know, get their on call guys to call me. And like, you know, a half hour was going by. Meanwhile, like I'm sitting under my, um, my tenants tank with like a paper towel, just trying to like keep it in there. And like, it was a little bit dramatic. Like I probably didn't have to, but I'm like, you know what? I have nothing better to do, man. Like I might as well try and keep this oil in here and uh, you know, like duct tape, like nothing was working. Cause like the whole bottom of the tank was like moist and, and dirty and everything and nothing was sticking to it. So eventually, you know, nobody's answering me. And I looked up, I'm like, who do you call if you're, uh, you know, like if your oil tanks are leaking. And one thing that popped up a decent amount, like on Google was the fire department. Now, <laughs> basically, like they were saying, like, you know, if even if it's like a wicked, wicked small spill, like it's nothing too crazy. Or it's a, um, you know, full out like your basement has like 200 gallons of heating oil all over the place. Like, know it's not a bad idea to call these guys so i'm like all right like nobody else is calling me like i have no idea like you know who else to to try and get but i need somebody out here like asap so i called the fire department and uh you know i was telling the the dispatcher what happened i'm like oh like I, i just had you know if i just bought this place like a week ago like i just happened to notice that both of my oil tanks were leaking and like one of them's leaking pretty good You know, I have like Tupperware containers under them. Like it's it's not like a lot, but it's it's enough to be significant. And she's like, "All right, you know, no biggie. I'll um, I'll send a crew out there." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Now, (laughs) Kingsley, what I was figuring when she said a crew, man, like I wasn't in distress or anything. Like I just told her, I'm like, you know, this is what's going on, like you know, I was thinking, you know, I told her, I'm like, it's contained, like nothing's like a catastrophe or anything. Yeah, I figured they'd send out like a, you know, two guys in a, a, a fire department truck, like pickup truck or something, right? Yeah. A, a whole ass fire engine with a like a full team of people and like the lights were going off and everything no, comes no. out to my house, man. And like, <laughs> you know, they were telling me, um you know i told them what was going on and everything i showed them what was going on and you know they tried like fixing fixing this leak or whatever on on my tenant's tank and like they had this like you know small tub of like a like a paste kind of thing that you know should mm-hmm. stick to like dry surfaces it should stick to mm-hmm. wet surfaces like it should stick to anything mm-hmm. well they tried like stuffing this on there and you know to at least stop it temporarily you know until i could have somebody else out like the next day um it wasn't sticking to anything like the tank at all. And they're like, Oh, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I wish we, we could have helped you. And like, they tried for a while and like, you know, we're trying a bunch of different things. Like I'm talking like the, the Lieutenant was there and like, there was a, you know, a bunch of firefighters there. And, uh, and, um, you know, the, I'm pretty sure it was the Lieutenant. She was calling, uh, you know, just going through her phone and like trying to find contacts of like somebody that, that can try and help out you know, she calls one person, oh, he retired like two years ago, they call somebody else. Oh, you know, like, they're, like, just not available or something. And she found Mm -hmm. another company. And, uh, like, she was calling them. And, um, you know, it went straight to voicemail. But they're like, Oh, you know, like, I'll leave a voicemail for them to call me back on my cell phone, you know, so these guys can take off or whatever. And, you know, hopefully they get back to me. Mm -hmm. This company did. And, um, they ended up coming out Sunday night, and uh, there was like a, a magnet kind of thing that you can throw on like oil tanks, and it it has yeah. it's like a super strong magnet, and it has like a gasket around it. So basically, mm-hmm. like you like put it right on the leaking spot, and like mm-hmm. the gasket seals. So like it, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, should <laughs> like temporarily stop it, and it did until like the next day. But like, I was telling these guys, you know, when they came by, I'm like, yeah, like I just bought this place. Like, you know, these tanks, like I have to replace them. Like, I don't have a choice, you know, like my dreams of having like, you know, national grid come in in a couple months just went out the window. I'm like, like these guys need heat like right now. And, uh, you know, so I ran out to like Walmart and picked up like a couple space heaters and stuff for them. Like just, just to make sure they were like relatively, you know, as warm as I can get. Cause the fire department told me to, um, you know, shut the, uh, shut the tap, the, the oil and stuff off. And yeah, it's, um, they basically like, I ended up having to replace, you know, two oil tanks, which was like 5,400 bucks. And then I go back to my unit a couple of days ago and the, uh, the motor on like my blower. to so the furnace that fried too. So now like, you know, they replaced that that was like 500 bucks. So I'm like, all right, that's not bad. But they were like, yeah, I, I think we should give you a quote to replace this unit because it's, it's like old as anything. So, yeah, I mean, guys, basically, you know, really, really long story. I apologize, but, <laughs> you know, case in point, like you never know, like especially when you buy a house or like a, a project or something, like when everything is going to hit the fan at once. And like you mm-hmm. always want to be prepared for it because, you know, like if you don't have reserves and you over leverage yourself, Um, you know, it it could really, uh, kind of wash the tide out, you know? And yeah, so it's, it's been interesting so far, you know, lots of growth and and learning by force, but.
0: Yeah, it is man. what it is,
1: man, you know?
0: Dude, well, I like to say, man, overall, dude, I'm I'm, man, I'm proud as hell, bro. Even just to just to hear all this, like, I mean, I'm excited. When I when I think about the long run and everything, I mean, I can't wait to just watch this movie right here, man. And, uh, <laughs> you
1: I mean, too, bro. Hell yeah.
0: Dude, sure. I mean, but this is what it is, man. Like, man, like, you're so far ahead of so many people our age. I mean, so many, a lot of older people, man, just even owning a property, dude. I mean, I, even to this day, I just don't even own a property. I've I'm just, I'm just flipped, but like, you know, like, like I'm trying to learn as much as I can and whatnot. And like, it's about the knowledge. It's about, it's about the growth and it's about the journey, man. That's really what it is. Um, And so yes. like, man, like just, just, man, that's dope. That's pro- like, like, man, like I, I can't wait till I reach that goal of, of just owning something my own, but that dude, just, you should be incredibly proud of yourself, man. And, and just keep going and keep pushing and, and get through this one and then start looking for the next one, man. Like, <laughs>
1: Thank you so much, man. I, I totally agree with you. It's it's all about the growth. And same to you too, man. Like like you've done so much that like you know people like wouldn't even dream of doing. You know what I mean? And it's I'm so excited to watch your movie, man. We're yeah. we're growing together. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. I
0: already <laughs> I already got
1: started I had now and whatnot. We got
0: yeah. to be with family and whatnot. But like, man, like again, man. I, I genuinely, man, it's like an honor to be on something like this, man. So, um, <laughs>
1: It's an end. honor to have you, man. I'm I'm very blessed to have you on.
0: <laughs> sure, man. And like, man, like I'll I'll be around, man. And you know, hit me anytime. Dude, I'll be dude. You ever want to do this again? I'm more than happy to and whatnot. Um, but you know, I'll be I'll be around, man. Like, you know, I ain't going nowhere, man. We got a little indoor team, man. So like um, we're doing things, man, and just you know, keep pushing, man. And uh, and I'm here, man. You got all my support, dude. For anything man. hundred yeah, uh, percent. We're doing this
1: together let's do it man let's do it man so like um like uh only up from here man of course kingsley last but not least where on uh like social media and stuff can you be found
0: yeah yeah you follow me at, on my instagram at kings.nko um over there that's where i'm posting some of my real estate stuff and then you know soon i'll be posting a lot of youtube stuff and also a bunch of stuff on instagram too like like soon and tiktok like soon like once i once i've got like systems in place here like dude I'll i'll be posting a lot of like Everything, everything, but right now I'm really focusing on mastering the craft of finding the deal. Once that once I get good at that
1: consistently, yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. So make sure to follow me there at kings.nko. Definitely, man. I'll drop everything down below. Thank you so so much for coming on here, Kingsley. That was absolutely amazing, bro. All right, guys, that concludes our creating wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.